for the babies on the south side, the east side, the west side, the north side. You are now tuned in to Diva Talk on Intellectual Radio. I am your host, Angel. And today I have a guest with me. I'm going to let my guest introduce herself. Hi, everyone. I go by the name of Essence. What it do, y'all? <laughs> she true to this. She ain't no to it. What's up? What's up? But today is October. As we all know, it's October. And I haven't really been seeing this on social media at all. I haven't been hearing anyone talk about it. I have not been on the radio or the TV or the media at all. But October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And nowadays, I'm going to say in today's society, we have normalized domestic violence. So we really don't look at it as what it really is and what it truly is. We have a deaf eye, I mean a blind eye and a deaf ear to it. We act as if it is um, normal to get abused. It's, a, it's normal for relationships to have some form of physical abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse. For some reason, we feel as though we have to go through those things to consider our relationship or our friendship because y'all know domestic violence is not all about your mate. It can come in a form of family members, close friends, However you want to, anybody that you are in a domestic situation with, if it's any type of um, negativity in it, verbally, physically, and emotionally, it's domestic violence. But today, we are airing out our dirty laundry, Ooh. if you want to call it that. Like I said, a lot of people um, are very mute about these situations and even as teenagers because mine started as a teenager we look at it it's a giggle thing it's funny that our boyfriend pulled our hair or it's funny that our boyfriend slammed us or choked us or smacked us up it's just cute but you know those little young abusers grow up to be big strong abusers so today, me and Miss Essence are going to share our stories. We want to educate the women because unlike many women, we are survivors. And I just want to dedicate this show to one of my best friends from childhood to the day she passed. That was one of my closest friends. She died to domestic violence. Her ex-boyfriend shot her in the head. Quita, I did. You never know a pain when you have to do your friend's hair while she's laying in the casket. That's a different type of pain. That's a different type of eye-opener, too. But I want to dedicate this show to my friend, Quita. Rest in peace. Love you, girl. So we're going to get to it. So where do you want to start? Um, so um, I'll just share a little bit about myself so i am 29 years old um i started what well, i call myself dating first when i was about 12 years old you know having a little puppy love you know i'm a little older i hit puberty so you know i'm really liking boys and wanting to um explore um or whatever um i found that during that time um 
I was going through a lot of things within my family with my father. And I wasn't getting the love and attention that I wanted. So what I did was I ran away from home and I just decided, you know, that would be the moment I would just go wild and just, you know, do whatever I want. Um, I started to enter relationships um, under the impression that if I would give love and also give a piece of my body, then in return, you know, that man would love me. He would heal me from anything that I've been through in my childhood or in my entire life. You know, I'm thinking that's how it would work for me. You know, that was my remedy of healing myself. That really didn't work. Um, and I wasn't really taught on how to keep an eye out for, you know, that and what's going on. I wasn't taught to keep an eye out for, you know, constant patterns. So I continued to just keep making the same mistakes and, um, I got a little older. I left Chicago and I moved away to Minnesota um, because I just wanted to get my life together. I wasn't really doing too good here. I had two children at the time and I just wanted to do better. You know what I'm saying? And I moved away. I was away from family. I had about two friends there and, you know, I was working. I was feeling good. I was building myself back up. You know what I'm saying? And having that space to be away from everybody that I love. It, it gave me the opportunity to sit and think, well, actually hear my thoughts mm -hmm. because I have nothing else to distract me. It's just mm -hmm. me, me working and my children. I have to do what I have to do because right now I'm in a place where I'm just here by myself. Okay, so as I'm feeling good, I'm starting to elevate. You know, spiritually, um, I started to elevate. I started to explore more into myself and um, looking at my patterns as far as my relationship goes. So, you know, I felt like, you know, I'm learning a little something, I'm feeling a little better about myself. And then I met this guy, you know. Um, I met him after having so many failed relationships and telling myself, you know what, this is the pattern I noticed. I get with the guys, you know, that, that feeling when you just meet somebody and you just fall in love. You know, you kind of butterflies off in the yeah. stomach. It feels excellent, right? But sometimes your mind is um, blinded to the reality of things because the emotions that you're feeling are so great or whatever. And, you know, then here comes the sex. Sex complicates things, you know, because that's that's deeper emotions and spiritual ties that we don't all the time understand. And so I said, you know what, I need to stop doing that. You know, I really want to have a lasting relationship. I don't want to go from relationship to relationship to relationship. And I have children, too, so I have to figure out how I'm going to get that together. And so when I made that decision, I bumped into him. And can you hear me? He was so dope. Like, I mean, he was so charming. He was nice looking, you know, a, a real nice gentleman. And what I love, his conversation was so bomb. A lot of men do not know how to hold a conversation with a woman outside of talking about sex or, you know, boosting about themselves. Majority of men that, I, that I've experienced, only, that's all I can say. Um, so I was intrigued, like, oh, dang, you know, he really can have a conversation with me. And not only that, um, because I was um, at a certain point in my spiritual journey and, you know, he was at the same place, too. We kind of just like hit it off. So um, I still kept in mind my plans, you know, just take it slow and not just have sex right off the back or whatever. And, you know, we did that and, you know, things were just going good. And then come to find out the men were the chef, girl. 
<laughs> you know we love to eat, so I'm getting all type of meals. Plus, I'm getting treated good. Like you know, queen. it's something different. Uh-huh. And, you know, I've messed up in my past relationships. So I thought, to me, like, dang, you know, God believe in giving people second chances. You know, I messed up, and I wanted to do good. But now, you know, I'm thinking maybe that was it for me. And now I didn't met this guy. And I feel like, shit, God loved me. I mean, I'm sorry. Excuse my language. God <laughs> loved me because, you know, I, I have a second chance. And then I noticed he would never leave. Like, he was always around. Like, never wanted to go home. And when I asked him to give me a little space just so I can recollect my thoughts at night because he's like, he was coming over to my house all the time. He had blew up really bad and made me feel like, um, oh, you know, you're going to just use me. you one of those girls. Y'all like to just use guys, pick them up when you feel like, drop them off. And I'm like, you know, that was me in my past. I'm like, no, nah, you know, I don't do that type of stuff. You know, that's not what it is. And um, so when I was in the shower, he just got out. He left. And I'm thinking, like, well, what happened? I didn't think that the situation was that bad. Well, what happened was, bro man was real good at the mind game. Manipulate. He knew because I opened up to him and told him about my past, how I wanted to change. He he was he was ahead of me mentally on as, as far as reading people. He he could look at me and tell exactly what to do and what to say to me. He knew I was vulnerable because he was good at reading people at a certain point, you know. And so um, when he left, it, it put me in a shock. Like you know, I realized I have a codependency issue. I don't like being by myself, you know. Okay, whatever it is, let me just get him back in my space so we can fix it because, you know, maybe I did it, maybe he did it. I don't know. I just want him back here. That was the first red flag. We always see them, but we ignore ignore them. them. We ignore them. That's what we do. So I kind of just, like, you know, let that you know, brush off. And then time went on, and then it, it came to disagreements and him being extremely disrespectful. Um, and at this time, the abuse had started, but I didn't know that it was abuse because my type of abuse was verbal and mentally. He had ways, he had this like hold over me where he just knew how to get into my mind and make me kind of just be like chaotic in my head because he just, his wordplay was just better than what I knew. And, um, it got to a point where I was losing myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt real bad. He would, like, gaslight me, tell me things. Like, I have kids. People not going to want me, you know. You know, all type of crazy stuff that somebody that loves you shouldn't say to you. And that's what most abusers do. They try to break you down mentally first. So some women do not recognize that how abusers operate. They gaslight. are very manipulative. I mean, manipulate them. They are very manipulative, and they start with your mind, your confidence. They try to destroy all of that and break you down because women are very strong mentally. And once they break that mental wall down that you have, now they're able to enter and destroy you physically, emotionally, and every other spiritually. Once a person has your mind, because that's connected to the spirit, they have you forever. Mm-hmm. Once they have control over your mind, they control everything about you. That's how our world is being ran right now. Yes, it you is. know, so I didn't know that, though. <laughs> I didn't know that. You know, I was just coming out of 
being truthful about all of my bad habits and things that I wanted. So, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, what I was, I didn't know. I, I saw it before, but I didn't know. And um, I asked myself, how much would I share here? So I'll just briefly talk about it, and then you can ask me questions. We'll just That's do it fine. like that. It's so much to tell, sis. It's 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 so much. But it got to the point where my kids were starting to feel the energy. Um, I was pregnant. They saw me always crying. Um, they heard us arguing. Um, my son, uh, my oldest child, he only seemed one physical altercation because we never really got physical. It was a lot of yelling and just verbal disrespect, like really, really bad. And it got to the point where I thought in my head, I know a lot of people back at home, a few women who have been in situations where they was with a guy who loved them. Everybody like, oh, yeah, they've been together for years. Everybody know, oh, yeah, he loves her. And then the next thing you know, we're looking on Facebook or we see an article that says a woman and got shot or threw out a window by the man that she loved and he didn't kill himself too. So I thought about stuff like that. Like sometimes women, we think like, oh, it'll be okay. It won't get that far. It won't get that far. And then out of nowhere, it just happens. I didn't want to be like that. I felt deeply in my spirit like, hey, it's time to get your stuff and get on out of here. I left everything, everything. I grabbed clothes and I called my daughter's grandma. I didn't have to tell her my business. She knew because they can just tell from his energy that he was terrible. I need you to come get me and my kids. And they drove all the way to Minnesota to come get me and my children and to bring us back because I feared that if I didn't leave, either he was going to kill me or I was going to kill him for trying to defend myself. And I didn't want it to get to that point. And I thought that once I left, that would be it. That's it. I went through what I went through. Now I can start my healing process. It'll be okay. And it was not like that for me. We kind of have the a similar story but I don't have any children by the individual. But someone told me because my first domestic um, situation started when I was 17 years old. And it was, it didn't start verbally or anything. It straight came out with blows. It started with blows of him. He did a little scrapping with me, but it was nothing major to what what was the first incident that you had that the first incident oh my god y'all so i'm 17 i was living my mm -hmm. life around this time and i started dating a guy and he always got incarcerated but i didn't know that you know i'm new to him i liked him he was cute you know the typical teenage world in my era what teenagers do like him or whatever and i'll say within a week he went to jail I'm not thinking we in a deep relationship or any of that. So I started talking to another guy. When he was released from jail, he found out about the guy or whatever. And he took me to the guy's house and knocked on the door and asked, did we talk or however it went. And one of us said, yeah, it, it, it came to the forefront or whatever. And he beat me up like right there. A quick beat up. I'm in the ground. I'm in the dirt, rolling around, all type of things. And that's the first time I ever got hit. So I'm like, really, like, what's going on? But by me seeing that growing up, and that's why I want to get at 
many other women in my family was mm -hmm. abused. Yeah. And this is what I seen growing up. Like I'm seeing this firsthand. I was kind of advanced for my age. So I'm seeing this firsthand. When I say the majority of women in my family was getting abused and they was back with the men. Yeah. They was back in relationships. They was having kids with them. They was one minute they cool, one minute they they not. And that's why I really didn't take heed to the abuse because it's like this is the norm. Yeah. This is normal. I've seen people do it. This is what everybody do when they this love each other. This is normal. I grew up in this. As time went by, and like you said, it comes to, it has everything to deal with a man's insecurities as well. Oh, yeah. And you never know what a man goes through. I feel like men who are abusers, they got abused. And it's something about them where they was raised in some type of abusive household. Yeah, a negative environment. That's it. The environment was so environment. toxic. And they, they are a product of their environment. So if they've seen this taking place in their household, they don't know any other way to go. Or if they've been in a situation or they've been through things that have weakened them, of course they are going to prey on someone that they feel is as weak as them. And a lot of men, a lot of abusers come off as very, I'm not going to say come off, they are very manipulative. Because like I stated, they want to capture, grab a hold of your mind before anything. When you're, like she said, when your mind is gone, everything about you, everything with your life starts with your mind. Whatever your mind is thinking of or however you feel about yourself, if your mind is gone, your life is gone. If your mind is unstable, your life is unstable. And it starts with your mind. Yeah, exactly. And I got to a point where I was feeling sorry for him. But yeah, we do I that. Was the one that that's the mama, the 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 natural yeah. nurture. nurture. You know, by by nature, women we have this great ability to really absorb and feel emotion. That's exactly. our gift as women. Men, women, we are more emo emotional, and men are more logical creatures. And so, because uh because of that, we're more of the nurturers. And so that's mm -hmm. us saying, oh, if I love him, and you know, he just needs somebody to love him. He didn't been through something. You know, people didn't understand him. People left him. They did this, and he just yeah, needs somebody who. You know, let me let him know I understand him, and then things will be better. The lies we tell. <laughs> yeah, the lies we tell. You can love him so much that eventually, and this is what made me, because when I tell y'all, I did not want to send him to jail or any of that. People was coming up, my friends, grandparents. It was so many people trying to give me an intervention. But I was just so gone, because by this time, that was my crutch. I was leaning on him. Because you know you can be in a toxic relationship and it will drive your family away from you. It will push your friends away from you because this is all you know. And you become that. We can continue to say that men are toxic, but after being connected to that, Ooh, wait, you wait. become toxic as it's, well. It's, it's really deeper than that. And this is what I appreciate about the experience. Um you know, I, I remember having a conversation with him, and he was saying, like, you know, I would like for you to forgive me. And I'm thinking in my head, I, for, I it's, it's done already. It took a while to get there, though. I thought that once I left Minnesota, that would be the end, but it wasn't. Um, I, I missed him. Um, I still sexually craved him to a certain point. Um, I allowed him to come and see the child that we had together, knowing that, you know, every time it's, it's always something uh, with him. 
Um, even when he he had a certain type of hold on me to the point where even when he's not in my presence, he's still able to control me. I make my mm. decisions based off if I know he's going to react a certain way because I don't feel like hearing it, especially being that I just had a child too. I'm mothering. It's just so many different things going on. And so this is what I found out because I had to ask myself, Girl, this is how I talk. I got the voice in my head. This is how she sound. Look here. We got to figure this out. Why are you constantly going through these situations? What in you? Because, you know, you talk about being a goddess. You talk about energy and things of that nature. What is it in you that made you accept a dude like him? Because you've never been to a point like this. Like, you've never experienced this. What in you made you do that? So when I started thinking, I started digging, what, what I got was... Um, the relationships that we experience in childhood are very similar or they reflect the relationships that we have in adulthood. And I thought a long ago I forgave certain people and certain men in my family for certain things that happened or may did not happen um, in, in my family, but I really didn't. I kind of just said, okay, I forgave them. And, you know, we never talked. I never got that closure. So I'm kind of keeping it still bottled in. And there's this saying that goes, when I saw the saying too, it made me think about it. I'm putting it all together at one time. Evolve or repeat. Until you learn the lesson and whatever you're going through, you're gonna continue. You're gonna to continue to go through that. It's like gonna keep happening. It's gonna keep happening because you have to get the message. You have to learn the lesson. So what is the message? I didn't forgive. I noticed that my relationship was a lot like what my mom said she experienced with my dad. Some of like what I experienced with my dad, what I experienced with, um, you know, my, you know, different thing. men in my family. I saw that in him. And, you know, naturally, when you're a young girl and whether it's your dad or your mom, we naturally forgive our parents. We just love them. We love each other indefinitely like that. It, it doesn't matter until you get to a certain point. But, you know, it doesn't matter. So it was one of those things, too. Like, you know, e even though I felt so angry at my dad, I still wanted to be very close to him deep down inside. I just didn't know how to release the anger that I had behind what I went through with him. So I continue to attract, because it's all a vibrational thing. You attract what you vibe on the same frequency with. So I was attracting men that were in that state because, I, for one, I had not healed from what I've been through. And for two, although I loved myself, I did not love myself because I still didn't even know me. How can I love me and I don't even know who I am? You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, dang, as, as the information pouring in, even though it's his fault, it's still, I'm not going to say it's my fault, but it's my responsibility because I am in control of my energy and what I allow into my space. So I said, you know what the key is? I need to start loving on myself more. How do I do that? I'm so used to being around people. I'm so used to, when I was younger, my mother, she was bomb at the unconditional love. I'm talking about bomb. We went through things at times. And I didn't even know we was going through it because the love was just that strong in our house. That that's all that mattered. I was loving. I had everything I wanted. She passed away when I was nine. And by 10, my whole life had changed. It went from unconditional love to, you know, trauma and trauma and trauma and trauma. You know, I, I I come from that. And so I, I was just thinking, I was just thinking really deep on it. It all goes back to me and how I love myself. 
I need to spend more time with myself, see what I like, you know, find out things about me. How can I expect a man to give me what I want? How can I beg him to love me like this? How can I beg him to stop mistreating me when I continue to put myself through things that I know for a fact are not good for me because my intuition is strong as hell? Exactly. So. My um breaking point was, okay, the first situation, as I stated, I did not want to get my abuser locked up or any of that. But the last time that he did put his hands on me, homicide was taking pictures of me. I was in the hospital, and homicide was taking pictures of me. And even when I oh. went down there to um get the restraining order and everything, I did not want to give them his name. He had a hold on me that I could not explain, but I was a teenager. And when I finally, the lady looked at me, and she said, through all the bruises on your face, because I was messed up extremely bad. And she said, you're a beautiful person. And she was just conversating with me, asked me what did I do. I told her I'm a beautician. All of this while I was 17. And she showed me a picture of her daughter. Her daughter was gorgeous. Said she did hair and all of that. Make a long story short, her daughter died from domestic violence. Okay. So... Years went by. Yeah, that was he your angel right there telling you. Okay. This is how history repeats itself. Like five years ago, I was in another relationship. I was in that relationship for like four to five years. And it was ten times worse. And some, I, lost, I literally lost my mind in that relationship. I tried to commit suicide. And it wasn't because I was hurt over that person. But it was something about myself that I yeah. knew I was going to go back. And I said, I'd rather die before I go back to that. So it was so, um, I ended up speaking to someone because I have a lot of mentors in my life. Not that many, but I have a few mentors. And they said, the devil know what almost destroyed you before. So they sent, the devil came back, sent the same cycle and everything. And this is when my friend got killed by her ex-boyfriend. I was in this situation, and I really sat down and thought about it. People not worth you dying. I just seen an article with a guy shot his um, wife ten times, the mother of his child, and shot her ten times because she wanted a divorce. Yeah. I was looking That's at that. That's too deep of a love for me. Too deep. And it was you can tell it was toxic. It has to be some type of toxic. And like you said, we ignore the red flag. Yeah, we see them. We have the, everyone has the intuition. But we this, see them. But we have those things that we tell ourselves. The second the second relationship, it's like he came to me in a different form. Like you said, you so used to date I dated street guys. Yeah, the you, drug dealers. <laughs> okay, the, um, yeah. The bad boys. The bad boys. But this one came to me a respectful church guy. Um has a good job. His family is all well put together. Oh, yeah. A facade. Dream all come of true. this, but <laughs> the devil know what you like. So he's going to send you that. It, it's not going to be what you think it is, but it's going to be a facade of what it you want it to be. The devil know what you like. So he presented that to me and everyone around me, and someone also said this mm. to me. They had a conversation with me, and they said, I feel sorry for you. And I said, why? They said the people you've been around been holding you in a box. They won't even tell you how great you are. So now you sitting here thinking that you won 
because you got someone with a good job. People were telling me they was proud of me because I was with this man, not knowing that this man was my downfall. This man was yeah. designed to destroy me. Yeah. No one is looking at, and if we fight, it's just cool because that's what couples do, and that's where we was at with it. And it's like, um, God really, that's when I think God, sometimes God get a little fed up with you. Like, you know what? I'm about to snatch you up out of this thing because it seems like you ain't ready to move. My heart was ready to go, but my body wasn't. He had my mind. Like you said, when some somebody got your mind, it's just over with. But my heart, and God judged us off our heart. It ain't our mind. That's why we ask him to renew it every day. Renew my mind because my mind may be stuck over here. But my heart is trying to get out of this thing. And I sit in the house, I cry all the time. I didn't know. I really didn't have nowhere to go. And that was my lonely, that was my secret place right there. So I really feel, no, I went to church and a a pastor prophesied to me and said, leave that house within 24 hours or you going to die in that house. Somebody is going to die in that house. Nine times out of 10, it wasn't going to be me. Because that's how my mind was already made up like I'm before I went to church. And it's like God really had to speak at that moment because I'm tired of getting um, beat up in here. I'm tired of giving my all and I'm getting treated like boo-boo. I ain't going to say the other word. But I'm getting treated this way and I know I didn't deserve it. And I'm tired of not really fighting back. So I made up my mind. I looked at that person. Before I left out to go to church, I wasn't going to go to church or anything. I looked at that person and I said, you touch me again. This is what I'm saying in my head. Now, I was I was ready for everything that came with it. You touch me again, I'm going to kill you. I'm looking at him but talk to myself. You touch me again, I'm going to kill you. And I'm ready for the jail time. I'm ready for everything because I didn't even know that I'd be sitting here. Around that time, I was so much in a box that I didn't see no greatness in myself. I seen what my past was. I seen what I used to do. I seen what people say about me. I seen all of that. I ain't seen nothing past that. But one day, I was reading the Bible, y'all. And something in the scriptures. I'm not sure who it was. I'm not a preacher, y'all. But I do be in the Bible. I don't know if it was Joseph. I don't know who it was. Somebody was locked up for a long time. And when they finally freed him, he did not leave straight out. He groomed himself. He took his time to leave, right? Because he knew he was never coming back again. And one day, I stayed up all night and I cried, I prayed. And something said, get up. Leave whatever you got here. Leave it. I cleaned up that house. He was eating up. Speaking span, I felt so good about myself. I got the little few things that I was taking, and I left, and I looked at that place and said I would never be back here again. I wasn't only talking about that house or that relationship. But that, situ- that type Any of situation. Any situation, I'm not, I'm not coming back to this again. And ever since then, I have not been back. Don't plan on going back. It's not going to happen. What helped you get through? What, what was your, what Ooh, was your help? Nothing. Nothing. Well, you got through it. I was, I was, okay, when I left, 
that's when the test really starts. You want to go back and you want to, because you lonely. I was in a lonely place for like eight or nine months by myself. I got a new apartment. I didn't have no furniture in my apartment. I didn't have a TV. I didn't have anything but a radio. And I played worship music every day, all day. Literally, every day, all day, I lay out in the middle of my floor. I cry. If I feel some type of way, I get it out. Yeah, that's releasing. You you need to. Sometimes you have to be by yourself. And that's what happens when a lot of people hmm. get out of toxic relationships. That that was a thing for me. You get you have to be by yourself. I didn't like being that by myself. That was a that I said I had I, I said like that me. earlier. I had a codependency issue. Yes. Relationship to the next relationship to the next relationship. And and so that's why he was able to get me too, because he hit me at a time where I was alone. Being alone, having solitude is greatly needed for everybody to recoup because you have to be able to steal your mind in order to listen to yourself and properly structure, you know, your life or whatever. God says he wants you in a secret place. He will put you in a secret place. And you need to get by yourself. And and I was feeling good after that. I was feeling real good after that. And he came and sued me when I'm, you know, I'm doing better. I got a job. You know, I'm doing stuff I wasn't doing. And he got a job and he paying for stuff and just willingly giving, you know. I only had one guy who did that. So, you know, this is still kind of new to me. Like, you know, I'm I'm loving it, and I didn't think about um, the emotional connection. I, I got really con- intertwined with him. We had a soul tie. It wasn't a good yeah, soul tie, um, it, especially through the sexual experience. That was another thing, too, because I I, I didn't um, – that was the first time I connected with a man like that uh, sexually. I, I've had my experience, but this was kind of different because – I opened up to him a little too soon, and he knew exactly what to do. I also found this book called The Art of Seduction. At his place, he was reading it, and it teaches you how to basically use your senses, how to be sensual to seduce people to get what you want. It was really for a woman, but the rules apply to any and everybody. And he was using that. He was using that against me. It's so crazy when I, now I'm able to laugh at it before I would scream about it. Like, I want you to know you hurt me. I want you to, you know, I just wanted that closure and he wouldn't give it to me. A narcissist, it's hard for them to admit. It's hard for them to admit when they're wrong. He would never give me that closure. My closure was, not having closure. I had to tell myself, you're going to have to be okay because he ain't set up that way. And that's another thing, too. Accountability and being truthful with yourself. Outside of talking to your friends, your family, whoever you talk to, please be truthful with yourself. I said, girl, you know, this, he ain't going to change. He hurt. He's been through stuff. He's been abused. I think he, something else probably happened to him. I don't know. And he's distorted. He's been abandoned. He's been passed around, never feeling like he belongs to one place. Like he's always an outsider. So he's so controlling of his space because he feels like he has no control in any other aspect of his life. He don't even understand what's going on within him emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And I can't get that to him. I can't. Why you keep making yourself mad? Even with men, this is another thing with women. And I had to learn this the hard way. We be pillow talking with these men and we get with them and we want to um, I love to talk. Explore or share our um, vulnerabilities or share our past with them. And I did that before and I told That's this a person a secret of mine or whatever. It was something to do with rape. And that person put me through everything that I told him. Wow. So, even rape. And people, 
I had many friends. I had so many friends around this time, and I'm I'm young, and I'm asking them like, could somebody rape you that you're in a relationship with, which is a form of violent, domestic violence as well. And I said, could somebody yeah. rape you? They said no. People what? said adults was telling me no. You know, and that's I a said, thing that they got from back in the day because I used to hear that from like you know elder women. I, I've heard that, and I'm like, no. Your husband. If I say no, yeah, they they felt like you're entitled. You're entitled. As a as a wife, yeah. to give yourself to your husband when he wants you, I never ever agree with that. But ever. I always said it, and it was even the way that it was coming about. It was so abusive and it was so degrading. It was it was terrible. Why do you think you went through that? Like why why like you know I had to ask myself that question. See, I found I out my too, why. What's your why? I feel two ways. I feel two ways about things. As an adult, I run into a lot of men who are intimidated by me. They are very, and that what happened. That's what happened in my last relationship. It was an intimidation thing because I would even pick up on certain things as far as everything was a competition. Oh yeah, I've been a everything was like a with competition, the and. I don't know if he wasn't happy within his himself. I don't know what it was. I really don't take the time to analyze that again. But when someone is intimidated by you, their objective is to weaken you and to lower you, to bring you down. That's what you call it. That's what an insecurity does. And insecurity, it, 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 it comes from the ego. So by them bringing you up here, you a giant. Everybody love mm-hmm. you. Your your character speaks for itself. You don't even have to have much. I don't look at people. I don't judge people based on the material things that they have because you have a lot of people with more money, more um the good cars, good houses, and everything of that matter. But mentally, they down here. Oh yeah. So it's like you you can be the one, and I hate people say, "Why should I be jealous of you? You don't have nothing." It's all about your presence. God the energy that have your a spirit. light on you that's outshining them while they sitting here with bags and cars and clothes, and you sitting here with nothing, and you just got this light. And I really feel that I was preyed on. Like, okay, you up here, and I gotta do, I gotta work this hard. To even get some attention and you do it without even wanting it. And I feel a lot of men are intimidated by women nowadays. I really feel that. You know what? I'll, I'll agree on that. You know what else I thought about? This is not talked about. There are a lot of men being abused by women. And yeah. I'm going to start off first and foremost and say I used to be one of those women. I was I was never like too crazy like you know black ass and busted lips but you know I'm one of those females you know I I would take advantage I know he's not gonna hit me back because I'm a woman and even if he do you know it's gonna take a while for him to you know give me a blow I'm gonna just do it because I know I can do it I'm angry and this is how I wanna express how I feel and I would just do it and when I I, I would feel so low. While, while I'm doing it too I didn't understand Didn't take the time to try to understand why I was doing it I was just like this is me And I'm going to just stick with it And I saw I've seen the effects of what I've done What What is done to not only another man But every 
person that that person is connected with because we are all intertwined with each other. Right now in this room, we can give off good vibes to each other. You can leave here because of the good vibes and go to your next destination and give them good vibes because you just we just, you know, was building in here. We having fun, we doing what we doing. Or we can I can say something you don't like, you can get upset, we can argue and you can leave and then take that aggression somewhere else and then the energy of that house will be what you molded to. We're all connected. What I do with you, what you do with the next person, they do with the next person, it's all intertwined. Yeah. It's all intertwined. And a lot of the stuff that we experience with men sometimes come from their dealings, not only with other women, but their mothers. That's Ooh. a whole nother conversation. The, the type of. Next week yeah. Okay. So, y'all, y'all know now it's a part two to this because I do want to touch on the men getting abused. Women, it happens a lot. Like I for touch real, on more, many more topics that we didn't get to touch on today. So I want to thank y'all for chiming in, tuning in, listening in, viewing us. Even the little comments, I didn't get to the comments on Facebook, but thank y'all for listening to Divas Talk on Intellectual Radio, and we will be back Wednesday at five p.m. Peace. Yo, yeah, Come on. that was Come great. On. Yeah. I see you, baby. I see you.